0: Hello and welcome to Nitro Listen, it's Danny along with Sean And this week we are going back to the 18th of December 1995 WCW Monday Nitro coming from Augusta, Georgia 1995 Sean, what were you doing then? Uh, I was probably, at this point,
1: maybe Oh, yeah, I was probably just about learning to walk
0: Well <laughs> Well, there we go. There we go. 1995, the year I had my first uh, alcoholic drink in a pub. Um, it was the Flying Pickets. I went past it yesterday, actually. It's not the same as it was. Um, but I remember it in such detail, which is unusual for me, because I am not got a great memory. Um, I had a pint of cider. A uh, pint of lager and my two mates had a pint of cider. Um And I was drinking, and as you know, Sean, I drink a a certain pace, um, Mm -hmm. and um, I got told to slow down because I didn't look like a professional. Ah, the hands of Uh, fourteen-year-olds. But like we said,
1: twenty minutes a drink is
0: A a drink in moderation. Thank you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, 14 year olds And teenagers and that sort of stuff The Playstation was the number one Game, video game Toy out there at the time um, We also had The likes of Pogs, Beanie Babies Sky Dancer I've got absolutely no clue what a Sky Dancer is
1: No I haven't
0: And Baby All Gone No. Sounds like a Northern Soul track from the 60s <laughs> so,
1: Well It's so... As The PlayStation was one of the main ones that you what was your first video game or games console?
0: My first was actually a Sinclair ZX Spectrum, um, and it was you, it was black and white, um, uh, I think for the most part. Uh, you hooked it up to a TV and it was still black and white. Then I had a Commodore 64 where you got this really cool gun that you used to shoot at the screen with, um. But I was always a um I was always a Nintendo kid um growing up. Yep. Yep. Um after that I think it was the Super Famicom, Super Nintendo. Um so many good memories of Street Fighter Two and Mario Kart battles. Very, yep. very, good times. Um But yeah, yeah. So what was your what was your first you're gonna see like a PlayStation four or some
1: shit? No, no. I I I remember as a kid having the N64 and the PlayStation. I do remember having both. I remember playing Mario Kart and Mario 64 and then playing Smack, WWF Smackdown as well.
0: And they say all the money isn't in the south of the country. Um, <laughs> so at the N64, that was the the No Mercy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember remember that game quite quite well. I've I've,
1: um, I've actually got one set up here now in in my new in my AV setup.
0: In my AV setup,
1: <laughs> I've got the N sixty four, my PS two, Xbox one, and then the PS five.
0: PS two, my favourite game on that was San Andreas. Grand yes,
1: I've, well they re they re released the um. GTA 3, San Andreas, and Vice City last year on the PS5. That's all I've been playing is three Vice City and San Andreas. They're the best three games.
0: Sounds good, sounds good. So, Sean, we are in Augusta, Georgia, in December of 1995. Um, what have you got on the crowd and the any possible attendances?
1: Uh, I haven't got any attendance or anything, but I do have the... TV ratings for Nitro versus Raw. So we are about two, three months in now, aren't we? From the debut of Nitro back in September. Yes. Um, yes. And Nitro is picking in at a 2.7. And Raw is slacking a little bit at a 2.3. Right, okay. Okay. So, right,
0: I, that's quite shocking, actually, for me. Yeah?
1: In what uh, way did you
0: think Raw I was going to say Nitro was at a 2.7 and Raw was only at a 2.3.
2: Yeah.
0: I did not think the defeats were so convincing at this point. Um, I thought there would only be a, a, a small amount in it. Um, but, no, yeah. that's, that's well, interesting.
1: I, I, think, I think at this time they are... They are pretty much neck and neck and back and forth Most weeks um, I don't think it, it, The 83 week Streak hasn't started yet that's
0: for sure Yeah I know And I think um, Because obviously we, we didn't Really have access to the information Unless you signed up to Wrestling Observer Which mm. the majority of people In the UK were um It was very hard to get these things out, And you weren't even really aware Of them at my age at yeah. the time I was a teenager um, So It's good, it, it, it's just a, a little bit surprising for me to hear that But it it, it, it makes sense um, We are Going into this heavy With um with the commentators First and foremost, you've got Keenan, you've got Bischoff And you've got Steve Mongo McMichael with his chihuahua Dressed as what can only Be described as the one of the three amigos within yeah. the film. Yeah, I was um, gonna say
1: cowboy, but three, yeah, three amigos is is right on the nose.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, you know it's the usual start introducing, welcoming, and then a lady pops up and interrupts Steve McMichael along with Bat Dog, and it all starts. This is the first shot fired really or um, well, the first major shots would you say yeah in the Monday Night War Ro-
3: Monday Night War oh, He's whoa, excited whoa, whoa,
0: about-
2: whoa. all right can it everyone you too bat dog I am Medusa always have been Medusa and always will be Medusa this is the WW Women's Championship whoa. belt Whoa. Wait a minute. What? Look. That
4: that's indeed in it a is. trash can.
2: And that's what I think of the WW Women's Championship belt. This is the WCW. I am now in the WCW. And they used to call me a blaze, but not anymore. Because this is where the big boys play, and now this is where the big girls play. Holy smokes, Madeline. My- Deuce, sir, the ww Women's Championship in the belt right here on Nitro. The belt in the trash can on Nitro. I tell you what, I'm in shock. Oh, seat covers just got sucked wow. up on that one in Connecticut, didn't wow. they? Wow! I tell you what. What a deal. Now, wait a minute. I, you know, I'm getting tired of all, all Man, these wrestlers what? charging up here to the announcer stage. You know what? I got a friend of mine here tonight that's going to take care of this kind of business. Come on up here. My friend from the Chicago Bears, Mr. William Perry, hey. the refrigerator. And brother, you make sure no wrestlers come up here and charge us and try to take Fred, over French. our business anymore. You How got you doing, that, brother? Bobby Heenan? Hey, Fred, French. You have you on board. Ah, ah. It's not that bad, is it? All
3: right, we got the fridge here. We got all kinds of action here. We got the WCW World Heavyweight right. Title on the line. And I'll tell you what, to tell us to get to the ring. Let's do it.
0: What were your thoughts on the very quick, cycle? it was only very quick. And-
1: yeah, it, it was very quick. So you, you, what happens here, if you don't know, is Medusa comes in, who was formerly with WCW. And then she went to WWF under the name of Alundra Blaze. And she had just been released a week earlier. But she was still the WWF Women's Champion, and she still had hold of the title. So what happens is she comes in and, you know, she runs down the WWF and says, you know, I'm fed up over there. This is where the big boys play, but this is now where the big girls play. And she brings out the WWF women's title and drops it into a trash can. And from a retrospective standpoint, Everyone has everyone built this second has built this segment up like it's a lot bigger than what it really was, if that makes sense. It's only like I say, thirty seconds, a minute long, not even that. And then it's not really spoken about much the rest of the night. So I no. I I think it I think it was a I think it was kind of a missed opportunity that like they didn't push it more throughout the rest of the night.
0: You could be right, actually, because I think it's only mentioned once during the show and then once right at the very end as well. Yeah. Um, it, well, after probably a lot of people may have turned off when they've seen what happened after the, the main event. But what what I will say is, I, I think they did one thing quite well. Me and you have been talking on these podcasts of WCW not taking advantage of certain aspects of well-known WWF characters. Um, what I liked about this was um, she made sure to say, I was always Medusa. Um, I, I was Medusa. I am Medusa. I always will be. Um, but I was known as Alundra Blaze and WWF, Yeah. Um, which I think is good because y- y- people are looking at it and they're actually... Saying this is who I was, this is who I am now. Um, yeah. So I, I I do I've got to give them give them the due on, on that. Now what I remember of this time is um I remember a long long time before this. So the first time I'd ever seen a women's title match was probably late eighties. I'd say late late eighties, but I'd seen it on the WrestleMania one the, uh, VHS that I bought, yeah. and it was um, it was Wendy Rector uh, winning it. Um, I can't even remember who sh- who she faced. I don't think it was Mulan. Um And you, if you were a casual fan, or even up, up until like the the early to mid to late the early to mid nineties, you weren't really aware of a WWF women's title um, yeah. at all, and and I think the um, I think what the, what they were trying to do during this period before they released her was they were actually trying to you know try trying to make it a big bit of a bigger deal. Um,
1: yeah, they they wanted to they wanted to build the the women's division around her essentially didn't they?
0: They did, they did and what what they also did is um they also she also dropped it to um Nakano over in Japan, um, and then uh won it back. I think it was it was either on a prime time or a run or something. But um I don't I I as I say even in the mid nineties, if you were a casual fan you probably didn't know the women's you know, there was a women's title uh, until the early 90s. And even, I think it was 93, 94 as well. It wasn't even the, the 90s when they were at the height Um, before, you know, at the, at the end of the golden era rather than the attitude era. Yeah. So the one thing that I will say is, and I do understand it wasn't played up. And this has been something that's probably been recaptured more by. The um, you know the the, the, the,
1: the histories are always written the history, by the winners.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it and it and it was it was to point out look this silly woman did this. Um, but how but, much how much but, gravitas has that?
1: Then it's such a big snowball effect, isn't it? It
0: it yeah because it, it is the narrative played the uh, oh, this was a terrible thing, and what I will say is historically I think it could be. I think it has had a big impact, and it had a big impact on wrestling history in a way that isn't very much talked about. Is that Vince McMahon was terrified that Belt's Bret Hart was going to do this exactly. for the world exactly. title? Yeah. And I think that's why it's so major. Um, yeah,
1: if, if she hadn't done this, then we wouldn't have got the screw job. We wouldn't have then got Mr. McMahon. I don't think it's, it's
0: certainly it certainly sets a precedent. Yeah,
1: um, but 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 Vince but Eric couldn't do anything with the world title if he wanted to if Brett came over because he had he had the lawsuit against him.
0: Didn't he? He did, but I don't know.
1: But Vince how, didn't know that.
0: Well, I, I don't know how trustworthy Vince was of uh, of Eric at the same time, but it it does set a precedent. It also sets a precedent in a The WWF never, um, never used the women's title for over three years after this. Yeah. Um, so they must have thought it had been disgraced in a way that was, you know, quite bad, or they didn't think the women's division was worth it. I'll probably err on the side of the second because I remember. What the women's title picture was like in the late nineties, yeah. and well, it was very much like um TNA, not TNA, TNA. Yeah. Um, well, because look, you know, what, what,
1: what what female characters did you have? Say ninety five, ninety six. You you didn't have any. You had all you can really think of. I'd say is Sunny and then Sable coming in.
0: Yeah, so Sunny didn't wrestle, and and uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sonny
1: was a valet, valet, ring announcer, bit of a bit of a gofer sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and and, and, and Sable G- yeah. wasn't. You know, I mean, I'd probably say Sonny could put on a better show uh, than Sable. Um, yeah, in, definitely. In, um, but it, it was what it was, and it, I think it was only it was only brought in uh, um, Jackie Moore. Won it the uh, Jacqueline Miss Jacqueline, um mm. she won it in, back in '98 I think so. It, it, it's a, it's an interesting one because at the time it didn't seem a big deal. I, watching the TV show, I kind of remember it and going huh. But then what I do remember is that we used to subscribe to the American um, pro wrestling magazines. So my news agents would order them specifically because they didn't really sell a lot of them unless you went into the city centre. Yeah. And I remember I used to get them about three weeks later after they were released in the in, in the US. And I remember the amount of press that it got within magazines. Um. Obviously the non-affiliated WCW WWF magazines. Uh. What what they call the Aptomags. Um. Yeah it got a lot of press um so it must have been big but maybe we just I just didn't feel it at the time um, yeah. and as you as you said they could have made a lot more of it
1: yeah what well, what is interesting as well is I went back and watched um, Alondra brales's um legends with JBL on the network and then her trailblazer documentary as well and on on both on both videos she says that she probably wouldn't do anything different and the one with jbl is quite interesting as well because he has said him and most of the other boys probably would have done the same thing because it was it was shown as a big screw you rather than anything else
0: i had heard that she was very reluctant to do it
1: uh, yeah I, I have heard that as well I've heard the story that she told Bischoff that she's still got the title Bischoff said Bring it along and we'll do something With it She yeah. didn't know what they were going to do And then that was thrown to her on the night I don't know how much Of either or I believe I reckon it's probably something Along
0: them lines Something in between well, I, I do remember that um, after she got Put into the Hall of Fame she was doing some kind of show along along with Eric Bischoff. Um, I, I don't know whether it was kind of a WrestleCon type event where there was a panel show, and she said that she hadn't she hadn't put it in the trash. Um, and I don't know whether she was trying to be funny and said, "No, I just handed it to Eric, and Eric put it in the trash can." And mm. Eric Bischoff says, "Well, no, I, I checked the clip. I, I know that it wasn't yeah. me." But yeah, he, what, Eric what Eric picked happen? it Eric picked it out of the trash and put it back in. Yeah. Well that's what I said. And the good thing about what the producer and Bischoff did here is they made sure that the camera saw it. Yeah. They made and sure the, that when she put it in the bin, she turned it around so that you could see the you could see the belt face on. Yeah and He did the same thing when uh, when he picked it out the trash as well. Yeah. Um but from there uh, we were actually joined by another Ex-WWE early Wrestlemania legend Or maybe not Uh, William the Refrigerator Perry Who took part in um, a battle royal I think it was Wrestlemania 2 And it was footballers against wrestlers Um, Quite quite interesting Uh, I'm pretty sure Big John Stud won it in the end But he was an absolute unit uh, William Perry Not a big American football fan but he, I've seen him on quite a lot of the things over the years, and he seems like quite a nice bloke. Yeah. Uh, so I'm... he comes on to actually guard the, uh, kind of guard the <laughs> the commentary area. Yeah. Because of all this happening.
1: Yeah, I, I like how um, Bobby gets introduced to him, and they shake each other's hand, and Bobby's like squealing because Perry's squeezed it too hard, and. Yeah. You know, make, making it feel like he's he's there and he's he's doing his job sort of thing. A bit, a good laugh for it.
0: Classic Bobby Heenan overselling, and to the point where he's so well known for that. Um, he said he can sell better than most of the guys in the ring. Um,
1: yeah, I, I I wouldn't disagree with that.
0: So we've got a really good, well, a, a really good match to start us. Um, Ric Flair versus Eddie Guerrero. Now, at the start of this match um, They're not really Talking about these two fine performers They've got in the ring They're just pushing Starcade And talk, completely yeah. And yeah, they put... realise that it's a selling tool Because you're on free TV But I think the two of them deserved a little bit more um, Pomp and ceremony To to actually respect the match But maybe that's just me um, Yeah,
1: it, it... It, it was it was a good match. It was it was a slow match as well. I found, but not in a bad way. It wasn't. It did. It didn't drag on. They just took their time. They weren't rushing things, and I think that made the whole match a lot better.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think when at the start it, it it's a little bit of a fast-paced opening. Um, Flair tries to do a strut after going on and he yeah. gets hit by a big big drop kick. Um and what he does is classic flair. And you do see this now, but you don't see it done in this way. So Flair knows he's been caught out. So he goes through the ropes and he goes for a walk as if to regroup. But he's literally feeling feeling his wrists. He's still warming up. It looks like you can see him thinking when he's walking around the ring. Right. What do I need to do He gets back in the ring He gets into a safe position And then he sort of takes control um, Takes control a little bit more Of the match in the early going Um, Then he hits um, A big knee drop Which I love the way he does it He he drops that knee from the cup Running out from the corner And he, he stays in control And you can see it on his face You can see how arrogant he is I know I'm in control and yeah. he, he can he can he he walks around the ring Like he owns it And and the fans
1: are, are In this it. match
0: Absolutely love him it. They do And did you notice at the start of this match There was The first four rows were sat down And then behind them A lot of people were standing As the match progressed They started sitting down But certainly for the first three, four minutes of this match They were all stood all That yeah. excited to see him and you can't you can't come to the Out of this as well, he no. was the exciting Young talent at the time
1: Yeah and he and A few times within the match as well he was Mocking Flair as well Yes like He was giving it like up the hair rub And a little bit of a strut And yeah it, it gave It gave Eddie a bit more character Because at the moment where he's still So fresh He's just being used as a wrestler rather than a character Hmm so yeah, it gave him a bit of See that,
0: yeah.
1: like a, a bit more of a personality.
0: And what do you think about the ending of this match?
1: I I didn't I what well, with the figure four into into the I don't I don't feel like the figure four should result in that sort of win. So what's happened here is. Flair's put the figure four on. He's holding onto the ropes to get a bit of leverage. And Eddie passes out. He gets his arm dropped and the ref calls it. But
0: I feel but like what because. He, what, what he actually does is he he picks his arm up once.
1: Yeah. And then I,
0: decides to count. And then he counts them for the three. Yeah. Uh, because the back was out. Yeah, yeah. Do
1: one or the other. Yeah, uh, yeah. Either do either do the arms. I I I don't like the I don't like that pinfall via submission thing. It to me it just doesn't look right. Um, it should be drop your arm, or it should be a tap out. I know tap outs aren't really a thing at the moment. No, but the so, submission
0: is saying I quit. That that's very much a thing.
1: Yeah, but.
0: It, what, I like the leading. I like the Eddie was on the top rope and Flair kind of stumbled into the ropes, and then Eddie fell and do, to the outside and done his knee, and then that's when Flair started attacking him. Yeah. Goes into this figure four. Um, you see, I do like when when Flair grabs the ropes to try and get leverage. I think that looks good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and no, I do, I do like it when when he do, when he does that Four like when he's in, when he's in the figure four, but it was just a pinfall slash arm drop that I wasn't I wasn't yeah, keen that, on.
0: That, that's a, but what what I did like as well was that um, Eddie actually got up and started screaming, as if he was really trying to fight it, I was selling it like like, you know, like a pro sort of thing. Yeah. And then what I loved was the little things. Flair was punching him in his knee as as he was he was up. And then he started slapping him when he, when he sat up, yeah, and knocked him back down, and and, and from there, uh, but I, I do I see where that finish could have been a lot a lot more. He, he could have submitted.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. To me, to so, me, if, it felt a bit. I want to say a bit clunky because it, it to me it didn't flow with the match.
0: Yeah, no, no, uh, I I agree. I agree. Um, we have a really messy, Mean and Gene steps into the ring and we have a really messy sort of live interview spot here, which is quite shocking there was nothing wrong with the actual mic work um, but right now, let's go to me and Gene Oakland.
4: Alright, I thank you very much Eric Bischoff, ladies and gentlemen we are live, I'm with uh, two of the four horsemen, Hart Edison, hey knock it off Ric Flair, I'll cut this interview down right now, you either just get him off that kick I guess what you're
2: trying to say is we're on a roll. This week is Guerrero. Last Saturday night, it was Johnny B. Bannon. Last week, it was Paul Orndorff. Well, let me preface this situation by saying, Paul Orndorff, I respect you as being a hell of a man and a hell of a wrestler. But understand one thing. The law of physics says this. Every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. And you felt how the horsemen react to situations. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we got two ground rules as a horseback. You don't put personal achievement ahead of the success of the group. And number two, you jump on one of us, you jump on all of us. Rick Flair? I guess what happened is I'm
3: showing the enforcer. Devil, yeah, what is it, man? Wait a minute. I've respected both you guys for a long time. You as the enforcer for the most elite group of wrestlers of all times and you for probably being the greatest champion of all times wait a minute
4: there's our television you cameras right a
3: loose cannon on your ship when brian pillman and i don't care about paul orndorf that matters nothing to me but when brian pillman knocks the dungeon of doom he's knocking every member of my team and i hold that dear so you being the enforcer let me tell you something you better keep pillman on a short leash or i'll come looking for him
4: what what, what about
3: what about that relax hey
2: man you me jimmy Hart, double a we're brothers in the bond no problem man no there's a problem let me hammer this nail you come looking for pillman with a Dungeon of Doom, you just might find Flair and Anderson. Well, let me tell you, let me tell
3: you something. It's real clear. If you don't keep them on a short leash, this is WCW, and there ain't no allegiance anywhere.
5: You heard what the enforcer said, brother.
4: All right, gentlemen, I, I don't know how to sort all of this out. We take a look at what the. What truth it is is the
5: horsemen are
4: reunited, and it feels so good. Thank you ladies and gentlemen Is there a little uh, unrest Amongst the troops Well, hopefully we're going to find out Eric let's get back to you
0: Arn Anderson comes into the ring And Flair and um, Me and Gene and Arn Anderson are all talking about And they were talking about what happened Previously in a previous episode I think it was Nitro but it might have been Saturday night Yeah Paul Orndorff had attacked them And then they attacked me in retaliation I hit re- really, really dangerous looking spike pile driver as well. Yeah,
1: on, on, on the concrete off the set, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it looked it looked really cool. Um and then Kevin Sullivan comes to the ring with Jimmy Hart, um, and he, he's basically saying that, that Brian Pillman's a loose cannon and he's asked to keep on a short leash. But th- th- throughout this interview, it didn't look like Flair knew where to stand. Because they were kind of approaching them as friends but not as friends at the same time. Trying to say, you keep this Pillman away from us. Um, yeah. But there was talk of respect. But They just didn't know, seemed to know where to stand because of the way they were approached.
1: Yeah, because Sullivan, Sullivan was mostly talking to Anderson as well, wasn't he? He wasn't really yeah. talking to Flair. He was more talking... There's more talking to uh to Anderson because Flair. I think I think what they're doing there is they're trying to keep Flair's focus on his world title match coming up at Starcade. So I think that's yes. why they're trying to just keep him involved and not get him too deep into that until after mm-hmm. the pay per view into the new year.
0: They all start also start talking and they do it more later on. They start talking about the um wrestling world cup. Um, yeah. It's an idea that I've kind of seen um, before. I think the TNA did a an, an X Cup, a World X Cup.
1: Yeah, the the, the TNA version that they did, I've I've seen. Cause they did it for a few years running, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um,
1: starting off in the you, Asylum and then into the Impact Zone, and it, it worked quite well when they'd done it.
0: And I, I think a few years before this, um, they did the Jim Crockett's Tag Team Cup, and it was. Different tag teams from around the world, um, and again, I like the concept. But um, well, they, they were talking this up, but it was legitimately more America versus Japan. Um, yeah. But there we go. We go back to the commentary team and they're going over the flare match, and they're talking about what happened with Medusa and William Perry. Um, again, the push in the triangle match against Stark at Starcade. With Flair, Sting, and and Luger, and again we we talked about this last week about the n- people knowing that Luger and Sting are friends. Yeah. Luger is acting more heelish. She's with Jimmy Hart, um, F- Sting and Flair have got a natural rivalry, and it it's actually building up quite a good little story in this what they call a triangle match at the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: and then we get another. Wait we, 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 we said this before. what have the fans done to get so much screen time for Craig Pittman?
0: God only knows that they, they've done, they've done something wrong. Um...
2: Wait a minute. wait a minute. Pitbull Pittman.. No. Now what? I'm sorry.
5: well, good day, gentlemen. I'm
2: sorry to interrupt. I want to talk to you. Oh, oh, oh. wait a minute. Let me hold this for you. If you've got something to say, let's make sure everybody can hear it.
5: I've been doing a lot of sneaking and peeking, and come to find out you were one of the best managers of all time. I would like to ask you to manage the pit bull to the world title. And what do you have to say?
4: How about it, Bobby? You want me to manage you?
5: That's Affirmative.
4: Well, sir, I, I I don't manage anymore. I'm a broadcast journalist. But I will put you onto somebody that can handle your situation. Maybe a Mr. Jimmy Hart. Maybe somebody with intelligence that can handle your finances and handle everything. I'd be more than glad to help you. But at this particular time in my life, I'm 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 busy doing this. But it would be an honor to manage you. But I'll do the best I can to help you. I, you know.
5: If I don't get help soon, I'm not gonna take
1: any
2: prisoners. Don't don't look at me when you say that got nothing to do with this the pitbull looking for a manager pitman well, yeah. comes
1: out we're, we're still at the commentators table when pitman comes out and he goes bobby i want to talk to you i know i've done my research you've you used to be a fantastic manager i want you to manage me and you, to me how bobby responded was oh fuck off mate <laughs> Like that's that's how it ca- it came across, but he did it in a way where he's like, no, I I don't manage no more. I'm purely a journalist. I only sit in the commentary booth, but I know people. I can try okay. and get you a good manager.
0: I can refer you to very intelligent people. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, the sad thing is this this guy actually looks like an absolute killer. Um, wrestling wise and talking wise, obviously. Not up to the par, but yeah, you
1: know, maybe maybe Pitt- let him be the muscle off someone's entourage and it'd be yeah. all right.
0: Well, Pittman says at the end, if he doesn't get any help soon, he won't take any prisoners. So I'd take that as quite a relaxing thing. No, it'll be all right. I won't take prisoners. <laughs> yeah. um, rather than what I'm sure he thinks he meant. The next match was was quite a short one. I expected a little bit more. We had we had Lex Luger with Jimmy Hart uh, versus. The soon-to-be buff Marcus Alexander Bagwell of yeah. the American Males. Still in his American Males Stripper text. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you know
1: what I was? Do you know what I was thinking before?
2: When was? The, do you know the last time we saw the tag team titles?
3: It was the.
0: Was it the first pay per view? To have to get f- yeah,
1: back, back yeah. And it yeah Full Brawl's first pay-per-view That's and that true. was a, we saw the, the title change there the very next Nitro the American Males win the tag team titles and we haven't seen the title since oh. and we've, we've not heard there's, not, there's been no mention of them on any of the commentary uh, for the pay-per-views so I don't know who's got them at the moment
0: Interesting Interesting. So, they did. I was going to say they did actually change the look of the belts, but I think that was actually when Nash and Hull came after National Hall Yeah, in, I I think that's a while ago.
1: Yeah, I think that's more '98. I think because yeah, they still have the they still have the old style ones because time we get into the outsiders Steiner's feud, the belt is completely beaten up, and I think at one point there is only one side plate on one of them. <laughs> because they, I think they cho- I think even the Steiners or whoever chopped it down, and the side plate came off, and they never repaired it.
0: Classic WCW. Um, so as I say, we go into this Lex, La- Lex Luger and uh, Bagwell match. Nice to see um, Scotty Riggs, later Scotty Anton, in the uh, in the corner of uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Now, I'll be honest with you. The only note I've got on this match is Lex wins with a torture rack. That shows how much impact it left on me. It yeah. was it was such a generic TV match. There was no effort put in.
1: No, I was I was surprised that um, Luger took a monkey flip.
0: To be fair. Yes, yeah, he didn't take it very well. Um, well,
1: no, he didn't. Um, and he also reversed a, a splash from the top rope with his knees up as well, didn't he?
0: Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, there, there, was, there really wasn't much to it other than that. Um, there's an interview with me and Gene, again, uh, on the aisleway. Paying
3: into the ring. All right, let's, let's go into the ring. Take it, Gino.
4: All right, uh, we're going to have a little conversation, if we may. Lex Luger, Jimmy Hart, gentlemen, come on back. Still to come on Nitro. The Macho Man Randy Savage to defend the WCW World Heavyweight title against the 7'2", 7'3", over 400 pound giant. Lex Luger and Jimmy Hart, I'm certain that's a match you're gonna be watching very closely. Lex Luger once again, and I'm gonna say it loud, baby! He is the uncrowned WCW Heavyweight Champion of the World, baby! I don't know how Jimmy Hart could make a statement like that. Certainly, you're one of the top contenders, Lex Luger.
5: You know, Gene, I'm breathless with anticipation. <laughs> As I go through each opponent in World Championship Wrestling, I want you to see a piece of footage of exactly why I'm the uncrowned world heavyweight champion. Because, Macho, I've had you in the rack. I've had you submit. That means give up. And then, Macho, I had you pinned. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, I'd be the world heavyweight champion. Well, you won't get away this time. Because this time, I'm going to take it from you. And be the champion. And every day I wake up in the morning, you look at it in the mirror that I am
0: and will become.
4: Thank you very much, gentlemen. The words of Lex Luger and Jimmy Hart. Stay tuned. We've got more Nitro when we come back.
0: Uh, Lex actually didn't do too bad on this one. He he came across quite well.
4: Yeah,
1: um, he, he's he's talking he's talk, he's, to, he's talking about how he's the the uh the uncrowned world champion because he's beat. Savage multiple times before. Um, no. what I did notice this time though is he wasn't reading off cue cards. No, no, he, he 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 remembered his lines,
0: yeah, definitely. And it it looked better for it, I think.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it, it looked it was, a lot better. It it because when he's just reading these lines, you know, he's not you, you don't feel it,
0: he's just no, you don't. it's wooden, yeah. I I agree No, Much better job from Lex on his promo this week We move on to um, Sting versus Earl Robert Eaton Bobby Eaton to those who don't know I used to love I I still love watching Bobby Matches, I think he's the king of the 15 minute match, unfortunately I don't think he gets that long in this match But Mm, mm. I always remember after he died um, I think it was William Regal said he might not be many people's favourite wrestler But he's Your favourite wrestler's favourite wrestler Yeah Which I think is really good He very rarely really does anything wrong He puts people over He makes them look so much better Than what they actually were Obviously had a great um, Great one uh, in a couple of tag teams And I, I love watching Bobby matches um, This one wasn't One of his best But at the same time, it certainly wasn't a bad match. Mm. Uh, What did you think of this one?
1: Um, I was feeling at this point that all three matches had had the same beginning to each match. So, hip toss, reversal, hip toss, reversal, back and forth, back and forth, drop downs, leapfrogs, monkey flip. I was like, have they all just sat in a room and gone, this is going to be our opening for each match? Once they got past that bit, then uh, then then he started to pick up a bit more.
0: Definitely, and again, poor Sting. His blonde hair is disappearing week after week as we watch these programs. He yeah. is no longer surfacing. Um, again, decent match. Um, finished by the uh, Scorpion Deathlock. Um, and that was it. In and out, less than five minutes, I think. Yeah. Is it is it true
1: that Sting had the Deathlock before Hart had the sharpshooter?
0: I don't honestly know, but I doubt it.
1: Because I, I have heard stories of Bret Hart asking Sting to show him that move so he can use it, or asking someone to show him that move so he can learn it.
0: So, it's interesting, I mean, I, I just, I I don't think that, like, I don't think the circ, the, the, the paths ever crossed in terms of, I think um, Sting was in uh, Tennessee and then UWF, and I think Brett was on national TV a lot soon, I think it was about 85, 86, yeah. so it would surprise me if it but, was, but, what but what was, I what, don't know is what, the answer. What was
1: Brett's finisher when he was in the Hart Foundation?
0: Well, it was the um, the, was
1: it, the heart attack.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, the the honest answer is I don't know, but it's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, because I, I I have I've got Brett Hart's book. I haven't read it, but I don't know if it's in there or not. If he if he mentions it or anything. Um, just yeah, just for throw that out there. It.
0: Um, I mean, it's it's a, it is a cool looking move as well, especially at the time. Yeah. So we, um, I think we move straight on um, Oh no we have, a, we have a Short interview with Sting and Good old Mean Gene in the ring We've had no plugs for the WCW Hotline on this mm-hmm. show We haven't No What's going on
1: It must be, it must be a quarter week in the WWF <laughs> <laughs> It
0: must be It must be um, So yeah again Sting uh, hyping up his match With um with lex and flair at starcade
3: all right let's go to mean gene Okerlund.
4: all right eric Bischoff, this is a very difficult time of the year for me to be talking about uh, some business that is being conducted at world championship pressing i like to think of maybe a uh, uh, horse and dot a couple of eggnogs at this time of the year with some friends around a, a warm fire but sting you and i have got to discuss what's coming up a mere nine days from now at Starcade, the granddaddy of them all in Nashville, Tennessee. The triangle match. Of course, you're gonna be involved in the team competition, but the triangle match hits you against Ric Flair and Lex Luton. Well, I think
2: the entire world knows exactly what I think about the nature boy Ric Flair. I will not forget what you did to those little kids out there. No, I won't. Not even after two Scorpion Death Flocks. I will not forget. That goes without saying. But now, my best friend, the Total Package Lex Luger, I'm a little miffed, Mean Gene, with my best friend's comments on going through all the talent here at WCW, as though the Stinger's not even here. He admitted your name. Oh, well, in passing, he admitted my name, okay? All I gotta say is, I've been world heavyweight champion on five
4: different occasions, and I would love to make it six, BG, six times. Thank you very much. Maybe Lex Luger and Sting can talk it all over over an eggnog this holiday season. Eric, I don't know what you make of it.
0: Cannot remember this match, so I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Again, my memory, not, you know... So I can't remember much about it. So I'm actually quite looking forward to this because you'd think if anyone could bring uh, something out of Lex, it's flair and stink, yeah, and especially I, I, because of the um, because of the stuff we were talking about earlier in terms of the storyline that was built up.
1: Yeah, so I think this. I think what I can remember from that pay per view is I think once again they they give I think they give Luger three matches again.
0: Again, what have the crowd done? What have WCW fans done to deserve this? I
1: could I could uh, be wrong. I know they're def- I know he's definitely in two, mm. but he, he could he could end
0: up being in three. Um. Well, the we move on to this at the uh, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, the main event. Um, gets a bit of time as well. Gets I think fourteen or fifteen minutes off off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the longest match on the card.
0: Yeah, um, it,
1: but being the main event, you'd you'd expect it to. You
0: you would. Um, again, I am just I. We go back to the belt pawn thing. Every time I see this belt, I am just knocked over with how gold
1: how percent. good does Savage look <laughs> with that belt?
0: Fantastic, absolutely I, fantastic. I think
1: he him Sting and Flair look perfect with the big gold. I don't think Hogan pulls it off that well, but I, th- I, think, I think
0: I think at the time that with Hogan, it was just still sh- so shocking to see him with it because yeah. he was so iconic with WWF.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think what uh, it is is because because M3 Sting, Flair, and Savage they all have like a robe or a jacket, and it stands out perfect with the jacket or the robe open. It does,
0: um, and and again it was just. It was a little different because it, it, it had, like, a um, a brownie-red sort of leather strap at the time, didn't it? Yeah. And it, it got darker over the years just because it was legitimately the same belt. It probably yeah. wasn't really leather for a long time.
1: Well, um, you you could tell it was, it was the same belt because the tip is, is always bent. And it's like that until the end of WCW.
0: Do you know what? I can't remember. I used to know why that happened, but I can't... I th- I think it may have been something to do with Dusty roads. That might be wrong, but that yeah. happened. I, I, I,
1: have, I have always wondered where that Dent came from. I thought it was more the Nitro era, but then going back and seeing it, Dent is here.
0: Mm. I, what, what's happened to it? I, don't, I did know the story. I'll, I'll have to search into my memory banks and come, come back to you with that one. Um, so, Macho Man versus the Giants um, with Got, who's got Kevin Sullivan and Jim, Jimmy Hart with him I'll let you go through the um through the main of this match. Yeah. Well, so what's what sticks out to me is that I enjoyed this match, but there was a couple of big fuck ups. You know, I I, the, I, was,
1: I I didn't notice. I didn't notice any. What? Well,
0: well, the, there was the um. I'll I'll let you go through it and when when we come to it I'll 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 go go through it but I I actually enjoyed this match despite me knowing technically it probably wasn't a great match and technically yeah. I really probably shouldn't have enjoyed it but I did
1: Yeah you you, you can definitely tell that the veterans are, are walking the giant through his one what his one-on-one matches um which I don't think is a bad thing because this one isn't as obvious as the Hogan one at at Halloween Havoc. Um, So it starts off with Savage being quick and he's ducking and diving the giant attacks and then to try and get in control he just jumps on his back and gives him a sleeper hold which I thought was was quite good. Um,
0: It made you think didn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, And then we get... For some reason, Jimmy Hart just stands up on the apron. Um, as you guessed it, the giant ends up knocking into Jimmy Hart onto the floor. But then straight away afterwards, the giant is in control. It didn't. Well,
0: Savage goes for the slam, doesn't he? Um, as soon as as soon as Jimmy Hart falls off the ring, um, Savage goes up to slam him and just fails badly.
1: I I thought I, I thought I had missed something for it to you know just to cross over. Um Hey yeah then we get we get the giant terrible bear hug again.
0: <laughs> I could never see the fascination with the bear hug myself. I don't know anyone that ever made it look good, but No. At least we didn't have the yeti uh, penetrating from behind.
1: No, that is true. <sighs> I'm 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 honestly hoping we never see the yeti again. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we get some eye pokes from Savage. Um, we get a big bra- backbreaker from the Giant. I th- I think that any time the Giant picks someone up, it looks it looks really good because it enhances at how big the Giant is.
0: Yeah, and I think I think Bobby Heenan said um, it, it, when he picks somebody up, it, it looks like he's picking a child up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Savage is a big bloke, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it did. It looked. Like, well, I thought he was originally first going to do the side slam, um, which Kevin Nash used to do, which I thought looked great. Yeah. But I do love a good backbreaker as well.
1: Yeah. Um. And then
0: the giant goes for a big splash off the top rope the most impressive thing about that was the giants literally put one foot on the middle rope and then put his other foot on the top rope yeah he was up quick um
1: he he had a little th- slip but he recovered straight away he, he didn't he didn't make a didn't make a thing of it
0: no no um uh, savage got out the way quickly and then was straight up for his own uh, elbow well one, one thing i've got to say about savage you know, and there's a lot, of, a lot of noise went round about some, some of his antics backstage. Not, not with Elizabeth specifically, but about his character and the, the creative control he had over his character, both in WWF and WCW, and even earlier, actually, when he was in Memphis. And what I'll say is that he is very kind with his finishing move. Um, he hits an absolute fantastic elbow. Nobody throws an elbow like like Macho Man. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of I think it was WrestleMania seven. Um, he hit the Ultimate Warrior with I think it was eight elbows off the top rope, and let Warrior kick out. But
1: of all eight of them.
0: Yeah, he, he hit eight and then pinned them and then uh, yeah after the. So, but it was a it was a really close two count, wasn't it? Um, yeah. From the. Now this is one of the, the things that I found So they're on the outside And um, Giant Removes the, uh, the mats And I can see Why this, it would all look good If What he was trying to do is he was trying to suplex him On the concrete after removing the mats Yeah And then what you see Is you see The referee leaning on the top rope To bring it down and then you see Macho sort of get suplexed halfway up, wrap his legs around the top rope, and then yeah. get into the ring.
1: Yeah, he, he he tried to like reverse it, didn't he?
0: Yeah. He, he, so basically, the Giants fell back and uh, flat on the concrete, whereas he sort of got his leg. It, it's it's strange to imagine because I've never seen anything like it before. But he he got himself back into the ring. I don't know whether the problem here lies with the cameraman, or trying to do this without with the assistance of a referee, because when the referee gets up on the top rope to pull it down, yeah, literally sits on it, then you're like, well, why did you do that before? What, before you knew what was happening. Yeah. Kind yeah of, uh, well, he, bit
1: of he, he, I'm sure, I'm sure Savage would have been able to do that with the second rope without having to. Right, without the ref having to go onto the top,
0: possibly. I I honestly don't know, but it, it, you could see it, if the it, if the cameraman could have worked the way out without the referee sitting on the rope, yeah. that would have actually looked quite cool. Um So then, what you get is um a big choke slam in the ring, um, and then oh, really, really, you know, talking about storyline developments and stuff. Giant drops. The Hogan leg drop and actually does it quite well. Yeah.
1: Um, And and at this point you can see the you can see everyone in the crowd as well looking towards the entrance. So Hogan, yeah, the giant drops the leg and he goes for the pin and then all we see is the giant. Um, as you see Hogan sliding in with a chair.
0: Concussions weren't really a thing back then, were they?
1: No, they were just. A figment of people's imaginations
0: Um, Yeah so basically Hogan takes every bugger out with the chair Um, Including including the ref Including the ref He he must have hit the giant Three or four times in the head Full on and Sullivan as well Um, And Again the weird thing here Is he goes outside And he hits uh, Mongo's gone down To try and stop Hogan from Getting himself suspended with the refrigerator Perry. So Hogan's knocked out all these big wrestlers, including the seven foot four inch giants. Then he hits William Perry, who in fairness takes it on takes it like a champ on the head, goes down and within three seconds is back up. Saying to Hogan, No, no, stop, stop. You don't (laughs) want to take this any further. He's just hit you with a chair. Yeah. (laughs) But there we go. There we go. Um we come back and and again another Weird interview spot. Um, but yeah. After the match, obviously, he's doing. Savage is disqualified, keeps his belt.
4: All right, we are going to try to make some sense of all of the carnage. I was back in the locker room area. This giant, uh, really, you nailed him. You nailed part of the security people. Hulk Hogan, you may have bit off a little bit more than you can chew because I personally think you risked the chance right here of being suspended.
5: Well, you know, there's a lot of people on probation, brother. Ric Flair gets a title match. The Giants gets a title match. What about Hulk Hogan? Like the Macho Man says, what it is is what it is. Oh no! Oh no! Oh
2: no! Oh no! Oh Here comes the Giants trying to oh make his oh way. No. And the pit bull,
4: He's out of gone. it.
2: He's History. out of it. I tried to get William and myself to get up there and stop this yeah, carnage. Sure, but he might, I, I don't want to see this man get suspended for life. This is a metal chair. The giant is bleeding. Oh, yeah. This is carnage. Hogan. Well, Hogan's lost no, he's, I tell you what, he's I needed himself. his
5: help tonight, but he sure as hell didn't need mine. My... And I got one thing to say, brother. Macho man, get over here, brother. This by we or by Crook. And it's gonna be by It's Crook. all going crazy in the WCW. And like I said before, brother, you're the heavyweight champion of the world. I'm sick of this probation stuff. My name! Hulk Hogan is on that belt. The little maniacs have been training, saying their prayers and eating their vitamins. And you, brother, owe oh, me a
4: title shot. Wait a minute, can I, can I ask a question? What made him go crazy? Hulk Hogan Not. went looney tunes, didn't he?
5: Let me tell you something straight up. This is the bottom line, brother, about your title shot. First and foremost, I have to defend this world's title against Ric Flair. Next week on Nitro. And then, right. whoa, 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 whoa. And I want to wish you ALL THE LUCK IN THE WORLD AGAINST Ric FLAIR, BROTHER! BECAUSE I KNOW YOU, BROTHER, BETTER THAN ANYBODY ELSE! YOU AND I'VE BEEN AROUND THE BLOCK A FEW TIMES, AND I KNOW YOU CAN BEAT Ric FLAIR! AND THEN, IF AND WHEN I DO, BECAUSE I'M A POSITIVE THINKER, I HAVE TO GET PAST STARKADE! STING, Luger, AND THE NATURE BOY GUNNING FOR ME! And I even got tens on Japanese superstar. So I need to clear that hurdle too. But then, right after that, oh, what's going on here? the match the whole world, Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, and anywhere else is waiting for Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man. You got
2: it. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa.
4: whoa.
2: Wait a minute. I don't know anything
4: wow. About this.
5: Brother after the Macho Man beats Ric Flair, after the Macho Man survives the triangle match. Hulkamaniacs, would you like to see me and the Macho Man get it on, brothers? Let me hear it.
4: Well, I expected a resounding yay on that one. William Perry, WCW officials, Bongo security, the giant Taskmaster, you went you went through quite a list tonight.
5: Well, let me tell you something, brother.
4: Steve Michaels,
5: refrigerator Perry. I got a lot of respect for you, dudes. On the football field. Don't ever make a mistake against me in the Macho Man's Arena, brother, because we'll take you out, brother, real fast. He's making as all far kinds as of I'm matches concerned, Destiny is etched in stone. Good luck with the Nature Boy, brother. And when it's all said and done, you and I are going to find out who the real champion is, brother. I need a favor from you, Hulkster. Will you do Thank me you. one favor? Anything you want. You let me have this chair, because I get a feeling when I use this for memorabilia, with the autograph of the giant Kevin Sullivan on it, I'm going to make a
4: fortune. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. The Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Alain is going to come down after what we've seen here tonight. And Eric Bischoff, I want to turn it back to you, Mongo, and the brain. You think? Just take us through
0: this strange set of affairs.
1: Yeah, so we get Gene, Hogan, and Savage. Mean Gene comes in, and he's telling Hogan to calm down, otherwise he'll be suspended. And then Hogan goes back out and hits more people with chairs up on the up on your way. He goes and attacks the Giant and Sullivan again. You know and then just comes all the way back in and then and goes
0: did you notice who uh who was holding back uh the giant with kevin sullivan
1: it wasn't jimmy hart was it
0: no it was our old friend
1: pitman pitman
0: yeah. pitbull pitman how how's how's well, he bobby works this? fast you see bobby <laughs> works fast <laughs> yeah so but well, again those chair shots on the stage were absolutely thunderous weren't they
1: yeah yeah, they're they're not they're not quite um, Undertaker level, but yeah, I think they're a, they're a, they're a happy medium. They're not Lance Storm, ECW, they're not Undertaker.
0: No, no. I mean, after they go, he actually goes back to this now, and everyone's cheering Hogan, which grace, yeah, whatever. And then he has a little bit of a go at Macho saying. You know, you still owe me this ch- title shot. But we're brothers. And then he does a, like, a macho man. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And then then he threatens Mongo and Refrigerator Petty after saying that he, he respects them. You come into our world. We'll deal with you, me and the macho man. I thought, that's yeah. You're going off a bit on this one, Hulk. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: it, it was it was a bit of a strange... I'd say this was definitely the most convoluted promo of the night.
0: Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we go back and it finishes with the comms team. Um, and, and Mongo again was just saying, I, I was trying to stop Hogan. I didn't want him to get himself into trouble. Um, I think at this point, Bobby Heenan challenges uh, William Petty to a fight um, <laughs> because he knows he's <laughs> not there. Um, and yeah, I, I, and it goes off air like that as I say I may have had some criticisms about this episode but overall I enjoyed it yeah there was there was definitely some
1: good matches the flair Eddie Guerrero match was good um yeah I don't there wasn't a bad match really (laughs) the the Luger Bagwell one was a bit of a sleeper but three out of
0: four but it was short though as well it it wasn't you know you didn't have enough time to get to sleep uh (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> probably the, the best way To put it um, yeah. Sean I'm going to ask you for your um, Performance of the night Or impact, most impactful Moments of the night Your MVP Of My, Nitro uh,
1: MVP I would go Flair For his match with, um, with His match with Eddie
0: Well I'm going to give it to Medusa Just because of the impact That it had but I yeah. do realize why you give it to f- completely.
1: Yeah, yeah. If, match wise, yeah, you give it to give it a Flair, but impact and how much that had on the business is undeniable.
0: Yeah, I, I mean it is. I mean we, we we've watched this now, and we we've been watching closely for a couple of weeks. What's um. What are you are you looking forward to Starcade is there um I said uh, you're going to be Yeah
1: I I, I am looking forward to I think I've not looked at the match card but I think there's a Chris Benoit and Liga match that that's on there um
0: I'm sure there is yeah
1: So that that will that will be a good match Um it's, been, yeah, it's it's been a long time since uh, since I have watched it um but it will be good to see how they're playing up the World Cup and see where that goes. I've, I think they could have had more, more of the Japanese stars coming in week to week at this time, because I think it might be a bit of a, a bit of a flat pay per view.
0: Yeah, you t- you did. Yeah, I, I do get what you're saying. You did tend to find that the the um. The your audience knew a lot more about the Japanese because they'd been steadily drip-fed for years. The likes of Muta, the likes of um, Kanamoto, the likes of um, you know th- these more big-name yeah. Um So yeah, I, I do. But as you say, it would have been able to have been built up better. But I suppose at that time, you know, it, schedules being what they were, air travel being what they were.
2: Yeah,
1: and we we haven't been watching week to week with Saturday night with Pro and everything else. Nope. So we don't know what they're, what they're pushing or what they're promoting on that because I know at this time especially they do follow a lot of the B and C and D storylines on Saturday night. Mm, um yeah. I'll be honest, I did try to start watching them, but they were so inconsistent with how long each episode was I'd go to put one on and it's forty-five minutes, and then I put another one on and it's two hours long.
0: 20, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do remember that uh, at the time because, as I say, I used to, I used to get the tapes rather. I used to watch all the English ones, but my cousins used to send me the tapes from the states. Yeah. Um, and you, you would realise, well, that didn't seem very long at all. Um, yeah. And then, but yeah, right. Um, I've got a bit of bad news, Sean, and to our listeners as well. Craig Pitbull pittman is not in any of the matches at Starcade. Why? There's no justice. There really isn't. Um,
1: Clearly, Bobby's not doing his he's doing his job and getting him on on the card again.
0: Not, well, you, you you would imagine Pitman would have been. Uh, you can imagine a uh, Pitman Great Muta match being an absolute five star classic.
1: Yeah, I, th- but, I think I think we need. We need um, Pittman versus the Cobra again. I think.
0: I, th- I think we've probably had it on a number of weeks on WCW Pro uh, Saturday Night, oh, yeah. and thankfully we, we, we've just missed out on it. Um, listen, we've had, I've had a great time tonight. Really enjoyed going through this Nitro. Anything you want to add at the end, young young man? Uh, no.
1: So like I said, this is, is going to be a lot, a lot shorter episode because it's just Nitro. Um, but
0: it was we, just an hour
1: at the time. Yeah, yeah. Once we get into the NWR era, we will stop be we will start getting them two hour and then them three hour nitros. But we're not going to be doing them all the time. We're just going to find find the ones that we feel like need reviewing. You know, like like the one tonight. You know, I'm sure once we get into. Paul and Nash, there'll be a few more dropping in to the main timeline rather than the pay-per-views. But, yeah, it it was good to just watch an hour show. You could watch it in one sitting. The matches were good. And it flowed really easily as well.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, What I'm going to do is we're going to leave it there. and We are looking forward to Starcade in our next episode. Um, one of the biggest this uh, at this point pay-per-views in WCW's calendar um, and yeah, we look forward to watching that with you yeah. as ever, thank you for, for listening, please do subscribe please do give us a rating, give us a like, do all that good stuff from me and Sean goodbye